Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. We're back. Here we are at the <laughs> Cleveland Schwitz. At the Schwitz. And it's called the Schwitz. It is. It's called the Schwitz. It is the Schwitz, but that's the name of the establishment. And... Uh, I guess I'll just start by saying that we... Um, it's a uh, departure episode. It's a right? departure episode. Because something awesome happened yesterday. We just want to tell you about it. We just we just have to do it this way. So We can't do any surprise opening or closing for you. This uh, this, pre- is the pre, this is the pre-Schwitz. Right. This is the pre-Schwitz episode. episode. And then the next episode is going to be a post-Schwitz. Post-Schwitz. So... Um, <laughs> Lately, travel for cash and myself has been a brutal juice. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, someone wrote me, someone <laughs> tweeted me. They were like, "I tried to say brutal juice, and it doesn't work." And I'm like, "What do you think it's supposed to work for?" What does it work? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It has no purpose. It has no it's meaning. just, it's, yeah. it's just something funny to say. But we, it's so it funny. has been brutal, brutal juice. juice. It's hard uh, being on the road a lot. So you know, cash is doing. So I, I called him. I said, "Let's have a healthy week." He was in New York. I go, "Let's have a healthy week. Let's let's like let's drink a lot of water. Let's uh, let's go to a steam room. Maybe do a hot tub at the hotel." But it's been a lot of transcontinental travel. Right. So going from right. Los Angeles to New York to for me Mobile, Alabama to it's just a lot. You know, they 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 always say in stand up comedy the you do the shows for free, but they pay you to travel. Right. And I think that's really true because the travel is just brutal, brutal juice. juice. And, and you know what? It's not uh, – we're not complaining. That's part of the job. I, I told you that's – not complaining st- at all, no. Yeah. I, I, I mean – It's just I, untenable. I, I, mean, it, it's I told you so that story, though. There's system. no way around it. I told you that story about the Stones and the Stones drummer, and they were like, what's it like being in the Stones? And he was like, it's terrible. I've hated it. And they're like, why? He's like, I've been on the road my whole life. It's driving me crazy. And they they were like, why do you do it? He's like, because I'm in the Stones. He's like, who's going to not be in the Stones? I have no choice. They're going, the guys are going on the road. I have to go. But, uh, but, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's folks, it's not digging ditches. It's not digging ditches, but it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Um, so it's just been, it has been really, you know, you get, to a point, especially if you work as much as Cash and I do, you get to a point where it's you're pretty much exhausted. And uh, so I was looking for... And it was funny, too. I don't want to interrupt, but I, I, I do want to interrupt for a second. But when I got in the first night, TJ was like, to Cleveland here, TJ was like, so, I mean, there's got to be a way. Maybe I'll come in earlier from now on and, you know, and then I'll be more rested. And I'm like... Yeah, there's no winning with this. Like, there's no system. I have systems for everything. There's no system. If you get to a place you early, say that you were like, there's I have no, a there's no travel system. Yeah. yeah, there's no travel system that I've figured out. You can't win. Either you're exhausted and you get to see your kids and your family and your wife more, or you're not exhausted but you get there too early and you're like, what am I doing here a night early? Like, why? Why did I do this? Well, I'm bored. The, I'm lonely. The worst thing so. is you There's no in, winning. If you get in at 4 p.m., yeah, you're more rested for the shows. But that was the other thing I said is, but do you perform at your best? You can't have 
you can't have a flu game if you're showing up and you're. <laughs> well, that's Jake another funny thing we've been saying. See, TJ doesn't know a lot about sports. I think we realize that. But <laughs> at one point, I, I did I tell you about the flu game? Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm like, because he was sick one night or something. I go, you know, it's your flu game. You know, uh, he's like, what's that? And I'm like, well, that's when Michael Jordan showed up, had an IV and the whole thing, had the best game of his life in the postseason. It's a flu game. It's, it means your your adrenaline starts to kick in. You have the great, greatest game or show of your life because you're tired, because you're sick. Well, the reason you right? mentioned it was you said, you know, because I was throwing up before the show. Yeah. And you said the the juggling trick that's really difficult with the scar box. You said, yeah. did you land that on the first try? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you know, I knew you would. And I said, why? And he goes, it's your flu game. Yeah. And I was like, what? Are you talking about like being a chimney player? That's your flu game. I'm, I'm a motherfucking chimney player. Um, and no, you explained the, the Michael Jordan thing. So, but, but the other day you go, listen, buddy, because I wasn't feeling very good. And you're like, you can only have so many flu games. It's true. Like you can't go to that well too often. So you have to, you know, you have to sort of temper it. So, so what I was looking for was... You know, a spa to go to during the day. But everything that was coming up in Cleveland, we're in Cleveland right now, uh, everything that was coming up in Cleveland was sort of hotel, expensive, sort of frou-frou spas. And then I saw this place called the Schwitz. And, yeah, so here's the real fun of it. So I I had a call, and I said, look, are you guys open today? And it was really busy. And uh, Billy the Kid... Uh, one of the two owners, Billy, he sort of said, yeah, the Schwitz. I said, are you guys open? He's like, what? And I said, are you guys open right now? He's like, what do you think? We're on the phone. You know, that was sort of the attitude immediately. Yeah. And then I said, so what are you guys? And that's trying to put the fillers out on like, is this a place where lots like, of people are like it's a having house. sex? Yeah, or it's a is there, house, so you do have is to it clean? Ask, like, What's, what are we getting be, into here? Is this yeah. going to be sort of a gay thing? Because, uh, but you can't really just say that. And so I said, so what, what goes on there? And he's like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's an oven. Uh, we got a steam room, uh, cold plunge. You know, uh, it's 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 men only. And then I was kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you. And he goes, I said, where where are you located? He says, are you from Cleveland? I said, no. And he goes, where are you from? And I said, New York. And he says, oh, do you know the 10th Street Baths? I said, yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. And he said, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I love the 10th Street Baths. <clears throat> and those are uh, Russian and Turkish baths. That is, it's like from the 1800s. And he said, no, we're we're like that, but more seating room. We've been here since 1923. They've been there since 18-whatever. He said, but it's, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's like a Russian and Turkish bath. And then I said, all right, let's give this a try, you know. But I called you. We got in the car. And you were like, we may leave immediately. Yeah. Right? You're leaving that option open. And, and we You're like, it's in a really bad part of town. We Yeah, yeah. He, he said on the phone, actually, it's a... <laughs> A hot room in a horrible neighborhood, which I think is great. And it's and kind really, of secret, really too. Tickled him it's too. kind of secret, too. There's no website. There's nothing. We found more about that later. So as we started driving there, it's on the east side of Cleveland. And as we started driving, we were passing more and more houses that were foreclosed. So we were seeing less glass windows and more boarded up windows. Right. And so I said, wow, we're really getting deep into Cleveland because my mother's from Shaker Heights, so I know Cleveland a little bit. 
And um, then the uh, the lift, the, you know, the car that we took, sort of turns into a driveway, and it is there is there are no signs, nothing. There's nothing. It doesn't even look like there's a building there. It looks right. like sort of a warehouse or a, a restaurant supply company, and it's totally filled with cars. And we get out of the car, and I said to the guy, hey, do you want to just stick around? I'll come out and talk to you. But we may turn right around once we walk into this place. And he's like, okay, yes, I'll stay. Well, there's also a guy in the parking lot standing next to a, I don't know, broken down... Well, he was feeding a cat. or something, feeding a cat. He was feeding a cat out of the window of his broken down... This whole thing looked so, like, (laughs) so sketchy. I almost didn't want to get out of the car. I'm like, this is sketchy. I don't know what's about to happen. And and the door, the door... To the place, so it's a big. It's just a. It's just like a brick house with like vines all around it, right? right. There's and a there's, lot of there, but there's a door, and it says, and there's a special like doorknob. You're supposed to like, well, no, we, no, not doorknob, a, a doorbell. ringer, yeah. a doorbell. So we we got out of the car. <laughs> I'm like, are we just in someone's huge, house? Huge black guy who's yeah. been feeding a cat out of the window, <laughs> and he yells something. Yeah, well, no, he gets completely illegible at us. He, he, goes, he gets out of the car. He goes. Y'all need to ring the bell. Yeah, and I go, I don't know what he just said, but I'm very nervous right now. Doorbell on the front. Ring that. Then they'll let you up. Yeah. And I said, oh, uh, all right. And so both of us are very much like, we may need to run right back to the car. Yeah. We ring the doorbell. It opens. It looks like there's a laundry mat downstairs. It it looks like we've entered into the bottom of a hotel or something like that. Yeah. It is just not a, uh, not ideal. And um, and then we kind of go up the stairs, and it is so busy. You know, there's just well, like 50 the first thing you see, what? the first thing you see is, I don't know, fifty men <laughs> in towels around their waist, <laughs> eating steak, smoking cigars, uh, and drinking whatever they brought themselves. It's, it's bring your BYOB. Right, and like you see all these men at these big tables. Bring your you bring. There's smoke everywhere, and these are not the type of men. These are not like (laughs) these are men that you'd. I told TJ later. I'm like, I would go to war with these guys. These are like the toughest guys you'll ever meet. Right? They're like filled with tattoos and like they're really like hard dudes. (laughs) Like just, and they're all kind of chilling, smoking cigars. And I'm like. This is like a primordial group of people, right? <laughs> By the way, and definitely smoking cigarettes. I mean, it's really and eating very large steaks. That's the other thing that Billy right. said when I called. He said huge steaks. We've like, got the best yeah. steaks from yeah. here to Chicago, which I don't think is a very long. It's yeah. not a large uh, geographical distance. Yeah, um, I don't even know what's between Cleveland and Chicago. Yeah. And they had great steaks, but these are big hand cut steaks. Huge steaks, and I can't stress with this enough. garlic to see top. fifty guys just kind of eating with each other with no shirts on, with towels around their waist, <laughs> with weird hats. Now we're doing this as we do the yeah. podcast, and we'll do, just we'll, for we'll posterity. Take a picture, but we yeah. are in. Uh, <laughs> we are wearing the weird hats. We are in towels. We're doing these in towels. Our, our brief fits. <laughs> we we're wearing that specifically. To Designed to keep your head cooler when you're in these steam rooms, and so we kind of look around. And you have to go, admit, you did say to me, "I don't know. I'm kind of fifty-fifty." You yeah, did yeah. say that. Oh, definitely on the way in, I was like, uh, this "I don't, is really I don't 50/50. know." Fifty-fifty, and then because when we there's got people, here, I said, "Yeah, I think I'm still about sixty percent." Yeah, this yeah. One. And uh, but then we looked around, and you, well, I think you sort of said, "Hey." We should give this a shot. Yeah, you know, we should yeah. give it a go. Well, he took us downstairs. Yeah, because we... it also didn't feel. 
again, yeah, it, was, it felt really, really. Um, it was a it was a guy's guy's type of thing. It did not seem like. But but it was, it was really like crazy. we had entered a club. It is a club, by the yeah, way. It's, it's a, sort of a. They used to have passwords, and like nobody knew about it. In fact, they don't advertise. You have to they know don't. Someone you have to know someone, someone who knows someone. Who knows someone. We to just be able to get exactly. In we here. just stumbled into this, so they all knew each other. Well, I think the only reason that it's he like a said, club. Come on down, was because I knew what the 10th Street baths were. But it, you know, so I went outside, told the guy he could leave, and he was our driver, sort of joking around with the what I would later find out is a. An armed guard. Um, I love your comment later, though, where you were like, because I go, these are really guys, guys. I mean, these are like hardcore dudes. I'd go to war with these guys. And you were like, you were like, these aren't people that have a man cave. Like, they don't have a word for where they go. They're like, I'm going down my TV room. Don't bother me. Or whatever. I'm going to the garage. Yeah, yeah. And I think they don't have a discussion with their wives about, do you mind if I just take this? room and put license plates up and maybe have a foosball table. Right. These guys are fucking like, they actually hey, I just live. got home. I'm going to smoke a cigar in the kitchen. Or they literally the have a cave that have, that they moved in next yeah, to yeah. in their backyard. They're, but they, we go down into the steam room and the steam room's filled with guys like this and 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 then the steam room and then there's a cold plunge and it's it's built in 1927, so so it's yeah. really old. It's got this really like historic feel to it. And you meet this, this you know meet this one guy who's 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 been coming for 35 years once a week. And he was like, "What else would I?" He, I go, "Do you love it?" He's like, "What else would I be doing?" He's like, "What could be better than this?" And he was serious. And he was like the 75 year old man. And this is with a, like just <laughs> this is a little bit less progressive than the 10th Street Baths because they're just now doing one day a week that's co-ed, which they used to do before the 50s. But in New York, they have sort of a there's really only one or two days that's men only. The rest of the time it's co-ed, which I kind of like because I was saying, and I mentioned this, if you're a girl and you come to this. You're a pretty fucking cool girl. You yeah, know? because it's it's a little rough. But here's the thing. I mean, it, I don't say rough in a bad way. I let, let me just say, if you don't know what a schwitz is, where you you go into a steam room and you get so super hot you can't stand it, and then you jump into the coldest water possible and you go back and forth. There's nothing that makes you feel better than that. It really is. It, it really is an awesome thing. And it's, really, so it's really good. I don't want to undervalue how the that's well, the gist of what this is, and it's awesome. But, I felt so good yeah, afterwards. It's really good for you. So what it is is, and now cryotherapy is trying to do something like this. But um, wh- what you're doing is you're getting incredibly hot, then incredibly cold, and then incredibly hot again. And you're usually showering in between, but what it's doing is your blood circulation is moving really fast because you're so hot that your body's like, what's going on? Then you're so cold, you're, and that's really good for you. And they've been doing this since, you know, that's why they say Greek and Turkish and Russian baths. They've been doing this for a very, very long time. For and you're getting the toxins years. out. Yeah, and it's and detoxifying. It- and then they do... What's called a plaza, or in Cleveland, it's a plaza. <laughs> this is the and funniest part. It is. Uh, you lie down and they beat you with sticks. No, beat <laughs> with leaves. Leaves, I know. But so, like, they beat you with leaves. It's supposed to like capture the toxins, sort of, or well, pull the de- toxins out of you. It detoxifies you, but it There's is something a little bit hilarious. primordial about it. It's amazingly hilarious to be just a guy in a bathing suit. It's a lot of these guys, a naked guy getting hit with leaves. Buy another guy, and you're paying for all this. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's almost more ridiculous than you can even imagine. But like you said, it makes you feel really, really good. 
So and then so you're the, being with these large the stakes, branches. Yeah, and the stakes are amazing. And then the guys in there, it's all types of guys. I mean, there's guys who have Russian tattoos that have been to prison. I think <laughs> there are like millennials that think that this is like really a great discovery. There's that guy, you know, some guys that are in their 70s or 80s. Yeah. There was, and um, there's one guy who told me, I said, you know, it's like, you, you know, when you're having a fever, your body's getting out all the toxins. It's like a forced fever. Yeah. And I felt so good afterwards. And we're going to experiment with this because we're this is our pre-Schwitz. Pre-Schwitz. Uh, and what right I decided now. is yesterday we ended with heat. Yeah. And I think that made the shows. We had two shows last night. I think that made the shows a little bit tougher for me. I think I was more sluggish. I was going to end with the cool. So tonight, this time so, I'm going to yeah. end with the cold plunge, even though it's okay. kind of cold outside. Yeah. And then I want to see how that affects the shows. Um, you know, but I will say that you know you got downstairs. There must have been twenty or twenty five guys. A lot of them naked. I mean, a lot of. But the the feel of the the nudity is that <laughs> these guys don't give a fuck. I mean, it's, I remember when I was much younger, my father, uh, the Denver Athletic Club, and he belonged to the men's club, which was, um, you know, it's men only, and now they have a women's club. But the, I remember that guys would walk around naked in this club. And as a twelve-year-old, I was kind of like, "This is embarrassing." I would never watch. Well, I'm a little. We're still. I'm. Let's be real. I'm still too shy to do it. That's why I had my suit on. So, there were people with suits on. There, oh, for sure. Yeah. Both of us had suits. Yeah. on. But, Just because. Yeah. What I understand now more than ever, but I kind of understood then, is that there is a component of it where a lot of the guys here uh, last night are kind of like, "Who gives a fuck?" Right. Like, it's just. We're just naked. This is right. the easiest way to walk around. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's looking at each other's right. dicks. No. It's just such a funny, bizarre. Um, but I think what made me laugh so much is that, you know, it's just all these guys, all these naked guys doing the schwitz, doing the cold plunge, the hot, hot. And it's really hot. I mean, if you get at one point, uh, they were throwing like, water with the eucalyptus get, into, into this like oven. oven. Yeah, it's a real it's oven. An oven with rocks. With it, like, it's the kind of thing you'll see in a pizza place. Hundred year old rocks, really, really big. Ones. And you'll see like an 80 year old guy pick up a it, giant like a pail of water and just buckets. throw it into the thing. And then about 10, 15 seconds later, it's so hot, you feel like your face is going to burn off. I mean, these guys were oblivious to it. <laughs> but we were both, we both started. I was losing and, my mind. And so you've got these naked guys pouring buckets of cold water over themselves, throwing pails of water into people an beaten oven. with branches people in the corner. going, just sweating, <laughs> sweating so much. And then when you come upstairs, all these same guys are dressed exactly the same in yeah. towels. Eating steaks and pickled herring yeah. and drinking oh, wine crazy that they thing. brought. And they brought an entire fish that felt like it had just been pulled out of Lake Erie in like five seconds beforehand. Then in another room, you have massages where men are just sort of like passed out after their massage. So they're just sleeping in <laughs> yeah. this open area. It's just madness. I've never seen anything ba- like it. <laughs> the three baths are also <laughs> like that because... This is so physically arresting that they do have a room you just where you pass just out. kind of go and just fall asleep. So people are just sleeping just all out in the open, just like lying around. So anyway, so this is what I love about you because we get just, up. To, I, it's I woke just up, ridiculous. I, I woke up this morning and TJ's like, I, we have to go I'm back saying, and do really, podcasts this there. Really, this really does tickle me. This, well, this is one of those things I think is so funny because, and I, you know, I just wanted to mention this. I, t- I talked to you about mentioning it. 
You know, I, I like doing funny things. I think that's a, a very good way to mix up life and to make, um, you know, you should be trying to create experiences that you can look back on and sort of and remember smile or yeah. laugh. And now being sort of famous in the way that I am, I, there's certain stuff that I can't do. I thought it was going to be really funny. Um, we were in uh, the Mall of America, and it's a hotel, and it's themed rooms, and mine was the Hollywood-themed room, and it had uh, neon lights and a gigantic hot tub and a stripper pole. And I thought it would be really funny if the two of us got in swimsuits. I mean, it's a, it was like an eight-person hot tub. We it's an eight-person hot tub. Yeah, his, his and, and suite then, had a if, stripper and pole. And if we got a, a exotic dancer to come and dance while the two of us just sort of awkwardly were in the tub. And Cash made the point. He's like, you can't do that. This is, you know, it's just, that's just not something you can do anymore. And he's right. So that to me would have been funny. But you were just doing it for the laughs. You're not, you weren't being a perverted guy or anything like that. You thought it'd be funny. It'd be, it'd be, I think it'd be a funny, weird experience. And and, and you're always looking for, you're always looking for weird experiences. And I was trying to say to you, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a strip. It's like, I don't want to go to a strip club unless I'm with Kate because what is that? You're just kind of watching some random girl. The general public doesn't know that about you. And if they see a picture of this, that changes the whole dynamic yeah, of how people feel about you. If the dancer, you made so the I was point, like, you can't do it anymore. Well, you made, you made yeah. the point that if the dancer shows up and says, oh my God, you're the guy from the Emoji movie, well, you know, then the dynamic becomes dangerous. So this... And you'd already started to set it up, and I go, this is a... This is a cautionary tale that's about to happen. Do not do this. I'm like, I will not do this. I go, so, not on my watch. I don't want this to happen. Well, but so I immediately, yeah. I immediately. In any event, you always like doing funny stuff like this. And here, when another you said example. That, I immediately kind of went, yeah. oh, yeah. There's too many things no that go way wrong. Way, way do too that. much downside, but, not enough upside. But let me just say, we've done podcasts in weird situations, and people are always like, that Niagara you weren't Falls. really. Yeah, we were actually sitting next to Niagara Falls. Farthing. And nobody, nobody believes that. So I was like, well, what difference does it make if we do this podcast? They're going to open up this place just for us, the Schwitz, and just give it to us today. So we're and the I was only like, people in We're the here. only one in here. We are actually sitting in our towels. We're in our and, towels. Uh, <laughs> we're in the silly little hats that keep your head cool while you're in the And this is where we're doing our podcast from. hot, baking hot, just stone oven steam room. And we're going to do a, shvi, a pre-stretch and a post-stretch. And let's do a quick, we're doing a quick podcast now. We always like to start off our podcast with the uh, triple, triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. Question one, question one. Um, can you be a good lover if you eat your pizza with a fork? <laughs> no. Fork and knife? No. We yeah. talked about this last night. No. You can't. And uh, you can't. We got to do masks. I don't even know that you're. T- this I don't even know. If, I don't even know if you're to be trusted. If you eat, I don't trust people that eat their pizza with a knife and fork. I would say if I'm, and I haven't had this happen because I don't think I would be friends yeah. with someone who ate pizza with a knife and fork. But I feel like if I was getting pizza and I was with someone and then they asked for a knife and fork, I would first think that that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then if they actually started eating their pizza with the knife and fork, I think I would slowly get up from the table and leave and not even say, hey, this is why I'm going or I'm never going to talk to you again. I just would back out of the restaurant and then never communicate with that person again. Right, right. I just think that's a very, very strange approach to The whole life. point of it is that you can pick it up with your it hands. Would be, I, made this, I made this analogy. 
It would be like being served a club sandwich or a sandwich and then using your knife and fork to eat the sand. The whole point of the sandwich yeah. is that you can pick it is up. Is that you don't have to. It yeah. was invented by the Earl of Sandwich because when he was gambling, he didn't want to use a knife and a fork. So he needed to be able to eat with his hands. So he put the food he wanted between two slices of bread. That's the point of the pizza is that you can pick it up and you can eat it. But as far as being a good lover, if you're, I don't know. I, I think in some ways you're just too uh, precious about things. You got yeah. It's got to be more yeah. primordial to yeah. use your more, word. Yes, yes. And I love that yesterday you said, you know, people, not just men, but people need more places like this. And th- this was really good for men because yeah. it yeah. really was a place where, you know, you're eating steak, you're smoking cigars. <laughs> You're drinking, you know, vodka that you brought. You're just, and I think they they had a ahi tuna burger on the menu that was like a special, and that felt kind of like a goof. Like you're not gonna fucking order this, right? But right. It is available if you want to be healthy or something like that. But I think it's interesting that you know these guys are all kind of this is their, not their man cave, but this is their sort of respite from the. Uh, you know the the interaction between them and their wife or their girlfriend right, or whatever. Right. This is their place to go and and kind of get away from society. There's no cell phones. There's no internet That's here. Right. There's yeah, no you, pictures. You're not allowed to take pictures. They're going to allow us to take a few today just because it's empty. But there's wanna, no pictures. We sort of contextualize it for people. Yeah, just for so people. We're definitely going to post some pictures so you understand what we were getting the, into. The focus was. It's really they've, sort they've of set up the ovens just being. for us. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's the focus is being a human being instead of. A modern man who's on their phone all the time and thinking about work and I mean, yeah. think about it. If you can't have your cell phone, then you can't be answering emails. You can't be returning texts. You can't be. You're off the grid. Yeah. You're off the grid. Yeah. You're in East Cleveland. Yeah. You're off the grid. You're off the grid. You're this. Uh, this reminds me. Of this. You're in a hot room <laughs> in a horrible neighborhood. This is, reminds me of the. Uh, um, you mentioned, you know, because some of the people wear flip flops in the steam room. This reminds me of something that happened on an airplane recently where I was like uh, in my socks and I went back to the bathroom and the airline attendant was like, um, sir, I think you need you need to put your shoes on. And I go, why? She's like, because it's a it's a bathroom. And I, I was, you know, I'm very angry at that altitude usually. And I was like, oh, it's a bathroom. Really? That's you a bathroom. A Snickers, yeah. 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 I go, that's a bathroom. Thanks for telling me. I didn't know what that was. I was about to walk into. I thought that was a whole different like dimension. I go, why would I need shoes? She's like, well, it's dirty. It's a bathroom. I go, but I have socks on and underneath my socks, I have skin, which covers my feet. I have skin. It covers my feet. So I actually already have two different things. Warding me off against whatever might be in that bathroom. That's, I have a joke. And, 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 uh, and, and, I have a joke where I say there are five reasons I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there, there are five. There's uh, when I eat strawberries, I don't take off the stem. That's just the green part of the strawberry. Yeah. So I eat the whole thing. If shrimp are fried, then I'll eat the tails. I don't give right. a fuck about that. Um, and then it's one or two other things. But one of them is I don't put toilet paper down. On public toilet seats, right? 
because that's what butts are for. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's exactly why, what I was that's, thinking. That's yeah. why you have a butt. Yeah. I go, is, I have skin on my feet. And I, go, yeah. I go, nobody ever gets sick through their butt. I mean, besides syphilis and HIV and everything. But it's what what are we doing here? We're really yeah, like I know. How far we want to go with this? Oh, well, that's what I said to her. And this is what ended the conversation. I go, but I'm going to go get my shoes. I, go, I was being very sarcastic. Obviously. I go, I'm going to go get my shoes. But before I do, do you have a cover for my shoes that I could put over the shoes? And she, she walked away. I'm like, do you have like, because I don't want my shoes. That might not be enough. I mean, let's have, let's have as many safeguards as possible. I'm not she got so pissed and walked away. I'm not helping your case. <laughs> but I will say that I've gone to the bathroom with socks on. And somebody has spilled water. I know. The you got to step around it. You got to step around it. What happened here was I felt Get a tiptoe like, through the tulips. Tiptoe through <laughs> or the pee that other people have left uh, on the floor. Tiptoe through the urine. But that's how I felt yesterday. I was like, I don't need to be wearing flip flops in this I thing. felt a little like the flip the guys wearing the flip flops were sort of not all in. Well you know I don't but, believe an athlete's foot. I think it's a I, it's a it's a it's a media creation to sell a product. A, I don't believe it exists. It's, it's the foot flu game. It's the flu it, game it's, it's called it's called having your foot itch. I don't believe an athlete's foot. Well, so it doesn't I, exist. So I, nobody had athlete's foot hundred years ago. I, I trust fe- me. I felt like people, uh, and they make it sound very grandiose. Athlete's foot—that makes men feel very good about putting powder on their feet or whatever it is. Come on, you don't need to spray your foot. Well, but there is—you know—your you foot might itch you once can in a while. Get toenail fungus, and you've got to sort of deal with that. But I, and I do think if you're a, if you're a guy, you should t- take care of your feet. It's it's it might be for the ladies more than yourself, but. Take care of your feet. But I did feel like here, the guys in the flip-flops sort of weren't all in. But I did think us in our bathing suits, you know, wearing trunks, I think the other guys that were naked were kind of like, you're not really all in, you know? Yeah, I understand. I mean, you really... And I don't blame them for feeling that way. No, not at all. But I, I think you gotta... It's true that you have to give respect to... To a huge naked guy eating a steak, <laughs> a, like three hundred pound guy, three hundred pound guy, fully naked, <laughs> smoking a cigar, eating steak, <laughs> with a weird hat on. It's just, it's too, it's too good. It's classic. Okay, it this is perfect classic. for this episode. Triple on light round. Question two. Question two. How many times should you be able to bench press your wife? Like. I, I, you know, oh, I think you, you should be able to. Up. I'm saying, you know, bench press obviously is where you lie on your back and you lift things above you. Should you, should you be able to lift your wife up if you're a real man? Well, in or Nor- carry your wife in Norway. They have a race. You should make sure your strength. This isn't a Did reflection. This in- Let me just say that you should, this is not a reflection of how big or small your your spouse is but you should i think as a man you should be able to carry your wife out of a burning building you should i'm just saying you should make sure your strength is such you should make sure that your strength is such you could see the two of us passionately (laughs) talking about manhood in silly hats and just towels um in norway they have a race where you have to you you carry your wife so you have your wife over your shoulder or you so in, in Norway, it's really important to be strong because there are sort of Vikings. And yeah. when I was performing in Norway, which I'm doing again this year throughout Scandinavia. You had two um, or three women or people on your back. Well, I, no, I had a woman say, <laughs> do you think you can pick up my boyfriend? And then another woman said, hey, my boyfriend thinks he can pick you up and I don't think so. Can he try? Yeah. And so on, on you know, to quit... Um, 
on the topic that we're we're discussing, I think, you know, I'm not. I'm. I'd say I'm maybe fifteen, twenty pounds over the weight that I'm supposed to be as a healthy individual. But I do sets of thirty four push ups a lot. That's. I think that's day. when I asked you about this. And, yeah, I was like, are you? And so I can bench press Kate. You know, probably five times. You know, five times up and down. It's, you know, it's uneven weight, so it's hard. No, it's to, not easy. But uh, yeah, I can. I think you should be able to bench press your wife once or twice. That's you what just I'm be thinking. Be able to do that. I think once is even enough. But and you should be able to bench press your if wife. You're not. If you're not able to, you need like to you develop the doing, strength. Well, you should just be doing push-ups. And push-ups are not. <laughs> you don't have to do fifty push-ups. You don't have to do hundred push-ups. But you and I actually thought I was I was I think a little too self conscious to do it, but I did think about in the steam room just dropping and doing a set of thirty four. <laughs> I didn't see anybody. Yeah, because I don't think anybody in There's there. There's no would exercise. Have been like, hey, that, yeah, that's a little weird, but yeah. it's it's true. Some of the guys, I was really really proud to be <laughs> around some of these guys that are so heavy set that you can't even see their penis. <laughs> That's a really special type of life because I feel like because they were definitely married. They're not. They were not lonely. They just were like, this is how I'm doing it. If we were at war. Yeah. You would want me right next to you. I know. And I would. I told you. I I would grab when you ran out of bullets. (laughs) I would grab the man attacking you and just rip him apart. And eat whatever I wanted to eat. It was almost like being a bear for a day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Now here's here's something. This is perfect for this episode too. This is a tiny opinion which I've been wanting to talk to you about. I don't trust people that. uh, I don't trust people that um, that carry their dogs around. You mean like in a bag? Like in their arms, where they're carrying their dog. I don't know that we I should be allowing this service animal thing. And I, I, I don't think know. that's fair to say, because I do think there are people who are kind of like, I feel lonely or anxious, or whatever, and if I have my little dog... We'd all like to travel with their pets. Well, I don't... We all feel lonely and sad. Yeah, but isn't that sh- part of the human experience? I'm not sure I really want. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you get naked and eat snake. <laughs> That's why we found ourselves in a schwitz. So, but I, I don't think I want to have. Not only do I not want to like fly or travel with my cats and have them be in the. I don't think they want to. That's what I think about sometimes. Is like, uh, does this so it's like, so it's cruel. Really, I know. Does he want to be in an airplane? Really be we just talked about how much. Not an airplane. In an airport, I don't want to be in an airport. Yeah, why the fuck would it's a worse for animal a dog. that can't talk? Yeah, or I'm sure there's a dog out there that's like this travel thing. There's no system you know to make this yeah. work. Hey, you know what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's guys. You, you get just the, Jackoff's taking me all over the country. You get the pets for free. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> you let people pay you for free. They pay you to do the travel. <laughs> you get the biscuits for free. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the doggy biscuits the dog for free. Treats are free. It's t- I don't. I don't they trust pay you anyone. to go to the airport. I just. I, I immediately when someone's carrying their dog, um, I don't know. I, I. It doesn't sit well with me. I just think, you know, it's, and you would say this at a fits, but it's a little bit of a sign of weakness in the sense that, like, you are you're taking another animal against its will so that you can feel a little bit more. Um, you know, you can feel a little bit more at ease. 
But yeah, and I don't like the whole Kate's like, well, what if we got a little dog? You know what would really help? Why would you get a dog that is the size of a cat? Just get a cat. But we live in New York, so we can't get a huge dog. But I always wanted, growing up, I always wanted either like a boxer or a greyhound. Just a really, really big. But Kate wants to get a miniature greyhound that she can put in a bag and walk around. I'm just like, don't. (laughs) What are you doing? Um, Those are the wives who their husbands are like, do you mind if I sort of take this room and put up a couple license plates and, um, you know, maybe a foosball table? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I don't need a foosball table, but maybe there's a flat screen TV that's kind of devoted to sports. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Maybe I'll call it my man cave. Yeah. Yeah. That's a woman going, yeah, you can do that on your own, but I'm going to be carrying a tiny dog in a bag. <laughs> well, I mean, bottom line, we'd all like to travel with some of our best friends. How far How far do we want to go with this? Do we want to, because, you know, uh, maybe not just, you know, this is my service for, uh, person. It's my therapist. It's my therapist. Or my service. He's, he's very small and I keep him in a bag. It's my best friend from childhood. They're going to take the seat next to me because I'm very stressed out by flying. We're all stressed out by flying. None of us like it. Yeah. I'm having an argument with the airline attendant about if I should wear shoes going into the bathroom and if I should put covers over my shoes once I do. Like, there's no... Everyone's stressed out on the airplane. Why are you getting to carry yeah, never, half of the animals that are, live in your house? Why aren't the flight attendants bringing... <laughs> why is it always dogs? Yeah. Why are there not service parakeets, service penguins? Yeah, it helps me find uh, cold ser- cold places. On, help me places. Penguin. Service penguin helps me find uh, places to put my beer on the road. Do you mind? Uh, yeah. Do you mind if me and my, bring service, my service penguin uh, waddle over to the bathroom? Uh, we'll cover our feet. <laughs> hey, we gotta get we gotta schwitz. We got Let's get in the schwitz. We're gonna be back for a post schwitz. So we're gonna uh, we're report gonna sort of report back. See how, how, how see you, how different we are. How are you, how are you feeling right now? Just I feel really, I feel fairly state. relaxed. I want to get in the schwitz. Let's see how afterwards the show changes. How about that? I think so. I'm, uh, I feel a little cold. I'm very, very tired from doing two shows. And I'm kind of, I think, psychologically tired knowing that we have two more shows tonight. Yeah. And I have to go to Detroit, Michigan yeah, tomorrow on too. a flight yeah. and do two shows. I'm taking a bus. We've got to talk about that. And we cannot. <laughs> you're not doing that. We'll talk about that. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, this episode is so going to come out. This episode is going to come out right about around uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Definitely. And we want to tell you, we are very thankful for you. We talk about that a lot. We're uh, very thankful for you. Can I just ask yeah. this question? And I don't know where... I was talking about this maybe uh, on Rover in the morning, but um, do you like Thanksgiving food? I, I don't think anybody really likes. I like the turkey, uh, the I, gravy. I, I like the gravy I don't, and the I, stuffing. But I don't. I yeah. don't think that you would ever seek that out unless mm-hmm. it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. No one yeah. is like, mm, I could go for some mashed potatoes, some stuffing. And some turkey with cranberry sauce. <laughs> I just think that's it's true. You don't order it at a restaurant very often any other thing, time of year. Yeah. The only thing from Thanksgiving that I think everybody can get on board with is pumpkin pie. I think everyone's kind of. I mean, they made a fucking. No doubt. I don't trust anyone that doesn't latte. carry. I don't trust anyone that doesn't carry their pumpkin they, pie they, they on a, the airplane. It's a service pumpkin this is pie. My service pie. <laughs> We'll see you post uh, post fits. <laughs>